a lot of people ask, are you okay? And so many people asked it that I was like, am I? I don't know. So I went to therapy to confirm if I was okay or not, because I didn't know. And a lot of people would say like, how are you? And I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, I'm good, but like, that's not, that's not the real answer, but I don't know what else to say. Most of the time I would just say like, like I'm confused. Hello, and thank you for joining me here on Hope to Recharge podcast, the podcast that's designed to break the stigma around mental health and to create some hope and inspiration and give some practical tips to those that are struggling with mental health, whether it's from personal stories to break the stigma or some advice from professionals in the mental health community. Whether you are struggling with mental health on your own or you know a loved one that is struggling, we are here to support you and to create a community so you you know you are not alone. The road to recovery can be difficult and challenging. At Hope to Recharge, we believe that in mental health, together is always better. I'm your host, Matana. Thank you for joining me here today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the month of October on Hope to Recharge. Thank you for joining me here. I hope you caught up on all September's episode, even though they are very heavy. We are moving on to a lighter topic of mental health in the workforce. It's a very important topic, as all the topics are important, but I thought this will be a little bit of a lighter topic, but very needed conversation. I'm getting a lot of emails and questions regarding mental health in the workforce, and I decided to dedicate the month of October to discuss how to keep ourselves healthy, boundaries with healthy mindsets, with healthy conversations, with people that inspire us and make us try our best to do our best with what we have instead of putting us down. There's so much of our mental health that happens in the workforce. We spend a lot of hours in the workforce. Nowadays with Corona, a lot of us stay at home, but still we have a lot of interaction with colleagues, with bosses, and we need to know what is important for us, for our mental health, that when we come home after a day at work, even if it's stay-at-home work, when we leave our home office, are we living with anxiety? Are we living with depression? Are we living with a lot of stress? Are we doing what we love? And are people treating us the way they're supposed to treat us? I have a lot of incredible guests for this month of October. I hope you enjoy this topic. We would love to discuss it with you. Please share your insights. Send us an email. Go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. Go to the tab, contact us. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a moment, please pay it forward to us by just leaving us a review. If you want to say thank you for this podcast, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Our staff works, I could say day and night. Our staff really works hard in order to produce an awesome podcast for you listeners. If you enjoyed any of these episodes, you could say thank you by leaving us a review on iTunes. That will help us tremendously. And we are super grateful for you listening and for being here, for giving us feedback. Enjoy the month of October. Let's stay healthy. I'm recording from Jerusalem. I'm having an amazing stay here. I can't believe that I'm here. Still, I can't believe I'm here. I'm enjoying the high holidays with my family. Miracle after miracle after miracle. A lot of what happened for me to get here is due to mindset, which we're going to discuss a lot on these upcoming episodes. So enjoy the month of October. Enjoy the high holidays. Thanks for being here. Living with mental illness can be full of pain, frustration, and anguish. At times, it can feel like you are completely alone. Well-meaning loved ones may not understand what you are going through and might not be able to offer the support you need. Finding the right source of support is crucial to your journey of healing. While we always encourage you to seek appropriate medical and psychological help, adding someone to your team who has been where you are can provide a much needed shoulder to lean on. Matana knows what it is like to feel debilitating anxiety and through her own journey of more than a decade living with mental illness, she has spoken with hundreds of others navigating their own anxiety and depression. Matana is not a therapist or a doctor, but has been able to partner with many individuals like yourself, creating a strategy toward mental, physical, and emotional well-being. One-on-ones with Matana are self-paced conversations, allowing you to move forward at a comfortable pace. She'll work with you as you discover your own path and the steps that are right for you. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Matana, head over to hopetorecharge.com forward slash free. That's hope to recharge.com forward slash 
F-R-E-E. Or you can click the link in today's show notes. And now let's get right back to Matana and today's conversation. Hello, and thank you for joining me here again on Hope to Recharge podcast. I'm so excited about this interview that I'm about to have. It's a little bit different than the usual interviews about people going through mental health challenges. This interview is more about how to avoid mental health crises. Crises? Is that even a word? Crises? Crises in our life and how um, mental health instability can come and go when we are totally okay through life and it just hits us just in our life journey and how we can protect ourselves, be okay with not being okay and asking for help and noticing what's working and what's not working. And the number one thing that I stress a lot on this podcast is who is your surrounding? Who are the people in your close proximity of who you work? with? Who do you spend time with? Your family members. Sometimes family members can be toxic. Today I have Marley Jacks. She is a phenomenal human being. I don't really know her very well. I just follow her online. One of her things that, uh, one of the things that I was super inspired by was her smile. Everybody knows that I'm all into smiles and I'm doing the smile a day challenge in 2020 that I have to smile more every day. And I post about my smile of the day. And if I think about Marley, I think smile. She's always smiling. And even at moments when we're going to go into her story and her journey, she had moments of extreme pain and tears, but she always turned it around into a smile. It didn't have to always be that day, but it could be the day after or a week after. She came to some kind of clarity and it was always with depth. And and I was, I'm like, I need to interview this young go-getter entrepreneur that captures life, that's all about living the now and understanding that some things have to come to an end in order to achieve our greater girl. So thank you for joining me here, Marley. I hope I gave a proper introduction to what to make justice of who you are. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. And that was such a kind introduction. Thank you. Marley, you are Canadian, right? Yes, Canadian. Canadian. So you were born in Canada? Yeah. Born in Canada. She's so stunning inside out, really stunning inside out. You'll see it on the picture when we post this episode. I came across her from ClickFunnels, a community online for entrepreneurs, major go-getters. And she was actually a speaker on the big, big event on the big stage. The, and I, I think it was less than, a, was it a month ago already? It was uh, at the end of January, so like a month and a half. Wow. It's like time stopped now. We're in the middle of coronavirus crisis and the time stopped like a week looks like a year. So it just, um, we forget when things took place, but it was a big, big, big event for Marley and for the world. And it was a huge moment for Marley to be on that stage. And it was right after she had a personal challenge and a huge, should I say, hiccup in her life. She could have just stopped everything and say, I'm giving up right now. I'm going into mourning. I'm going into devastation. But she used her community and she used her education and she used her courage to rise above and to say, okay, now is the time to use all the tools that I built throughout the years. And I really think that she built tools throughout the years to be able to overcome this this challenge. And she works with so many mentors. She, she puts mentors into place and processes into place that she won't fall into the pits of depression and severe anxiety, even though there could be moments of sadness, deep sadness, mourning, anxiety. I remember some ep- videos that she was posting about like silly little things that can trigger us through life that were big. And she just overcame them. And I was so inspired by her story that I wanted to share it with my audience to say, we can be so healthy growing up with everything we think we have and then a crisis can come through our life and we can either fall deep and not know how to hold on or to put systems into place that we don't get stuck in that rut. So Marley, let's go into your story a little bit. Give me a background on wait, how did you grow up, your family, school, how did you get into ClickFunnels? Yeah, well, my my family is uh, pretty typical. My my parents are married and still happily together. So I grew up with a really loving family. I have a younger brother um, from Canada. <laughs> I grew up thinking, knowing academics are really important. School was really important in my family. So I went to university. I actually was a dental hygienist. Mm. And I started a little social media business on the side. And that continued to grow. 
I was introduced to ClickFunnels to learn how to sell my online services better. And that was really the catalyst to so much in my career. I met so many other entrepreneurs that made me feel like, oh, this isn't this weird little side hobby that I have. This is a business. This matters. This makes a difference in the world. So meeting that community was a game changer for so much. And I I wanted to be part of it more and more. And I I grew in the community and I, I met more people. And then like you talked about, I was a speaker at Funnel Hacking Live this year, which was an absolute dream come true. How long ago was it that you were involved with, when that you started with ClickFunnels? I went to their first Funnel Hacking Live in 2018. So it really, it hasn't been too long. Only two years. Yeah. Is that when you um, first met the community? Yeah. I didn't even really know. My best friend, Rachel Peterson, was speaking at Funnel Hacking Live that year. So I went to see her, to see her perform. And it like that, other than that, I, I hadn't really, I didn't know too much about it before that. Okay. One second. So I know Rachel. I know Rachel. She's phenomenal, phenomenal. Was your friendship with her before the online adventure to find out how to market your, your small business? It was kind of during. Um, I actually met her through buying her course because she teaches social media managers. And we just, we hit it off and we became best friends. Then she kicked me out of her course because she didn't want me to be a student. She wanted me to be her best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know that you do a lot of work together and your energies really align beautifully. and, And you're there for each other and you celebrate with each other and you mourn with each other and you you just do life together. And it's so beautiful. And you're in Canada. She's in Minnesota, right? Yeah. So we travel to see each other when we can. When you can, when it's not Corona, right? So you travel a lot. So, wow. So you went to see her, but that's when she was pregnant, right? Nine months pregnant on stage, right? uh, I I was in the room when she gave birth a couple months later. Wow. So you're really close to her. We're really close. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So Rachel is like a big guru with online marketing and funnels and she's just a great human, a really great human. And she also has such a story of courage in life, right? So I see how you connect. So you spoke on stage and that was like a dream come true for you, but it was in the middle of a big life change. So let's talk about that a little bit. What when did you get married? Take us through that journey a little bit. It was crazy because it was the biggest moment of my career and all eyes were on me, yet my marriage had just fallen apart. And I had just announced it publicly three weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hesitated with that because I was like, do I announce it before or after this big event? But I knew there were, there were going to be so many people watching me. And also, I, I didn't want... I changed my married name to, to Jax now. And I didn't want the exposure with my married name. And I didn't want people asking about him or asking where he was. So I just... I decided to announce it ahead of time. And I knew it felt like a risk because I didn't want to be painted as like the divorce girl. Or I didn't want people giving me sympathy and feeling like, oh, poor you, which of, which I did get. And I know that it comes from a good place. I, I'm never offended when people are caring and sympathetic. But it was also part of... I felt like it was part of my role too, to turn that around and go like, thank you so much for caring, but I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we got married in 2016 and uh, it ended in 2019. It was a long, I feel like it was a bit of a long time coming before it finally ended for good. But, and the easiest way that I explain it, I'm happy to go more in depth, but when, when like surface level, uh, when people ask what happened, it's just, you know, we got married when I was a dental hygienist and that was the life that he signed up for. And then I grew into an entrepreneur and we didn't grow together. I think that's such an important lesson. And I talk about this a lot with my friends and sometimes on the podcast that sometimes we get married young. We have a vision, we have a dream and we didn't develop into ourselves yet. We still didn't find who we are. And sometimes it's not, it, even if we're, we can be 40 and we found ourselves or it, sometimes we just grow in different directions. I just um, interviewed a psychiatrist and he was telling me about a loss that he had in his family. They're both psychiatrists, him and his wife, and they lost a daughter to Tay-Sachs. And he was, and I was asking him about his relationship. And I said, is your relationship now so much better now that you went through crisis together? And he says, you know, you would think that that's the happy ending that everybody wants to hear. But sometimes 
you go into a place that you need to refine yourself. You grow in different directions in order to survive or to learn, explore. And then you realize that you're in different paths in life and you have to, the next chapter is either finding the way back to each other if you're both willing or to just realize that that chapter is over and it's never going to be like that again. I think what you're saying is like, let's wake up and know that it's okay to not be the same when we were young and we can develop differently and it doesn't mean that we're bad or evil. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, I was going one direction and, and he didn't want to come with. And we struggled with that for a while. And then eventually I was the one that made the decision to say, you know what, we got to, we got to both find our happiness. And apparently it's not with each other. Mm. I want to talk about these moments of trying to build your business, trying to find your passion, really working days and nights as an entrepreneur. We work so hard to find what really matters to us. And sometimes it's a very long road to get there. Mm -hmm. And having the right support, I think, is, is basically our gas tank. And if we're not pumped constantly with gas from our support, it's very hard to continue. We're, we're depleted. We're run out of gas. That, that cheering on that we have to get from loved ones is so important. And is that what you were saying that you were lacking? Can you, can you give us a little bit of a description of what was happening when you were trying to build and he was kind of not there cheering you on and not happy for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it feels like a deflated balloon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know that saying of like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with? Right. I think that's exponential when it's your spouse, your partner, your family. Mm-hmm. And we just, we had struggles interpersonally and, and between us that, and, and he has his own journey and I have my own journey. And, and it was hard to feel, you know, th- there's also this saying, um, I, I have, have had therapy. I have had amazing therapists to support me through what I went through. And one of them said this thing to me about how when someone is succeeding and they don't have the people around them celebrating them, mm-hmm. it's just as painful as grieving and not having the support. Oh, so true. Yeah. And I didn't, and I just, just having that pointed out to me made me realize why things felt so hard. And especially when it's your partner, when it's the person you want the most to be your biggest fan. And that's, and I've learned so much through this, this marriage, through this breakup of what I want. And I want someone that's going to be my biggest fan. And I want someone that's going to call me out and push me up. And um, again, like you said, I was young when I, when I got married and we could have grown together, but there were things that we just, we weren't capable of or didn't, didn't know at the time. Do you think that he saw this coming in your personality when you got married or this came out of left field for him? I think, I think it was easy to see that I was ambitious. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have guessed that I would have started a business and, and had a, as big of a business that I have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it probably was quite the the shock and the blind side that it's de- my life is definitely not what he signed up for. What do you think his fear was? That's a really great question. Um, I think my growth maybe made him uncomfortable because it encourages other people to step out of their comfort zone. And when you don't want to do that, but the people closest to you are doing it, you got to decide, are you going to fight or flight? So do you think that he was jealous of your success and he didn't know how to be part of your happiness instead of seeing the lack of his, whatever he was going through? Possibly. I mean, there were definitely times where I felt that. I also just think that he, yeah, he has his own journey and he's, I I know that he has amazing, I see parts of him where I'm like, you could totally do this, but it's just a decision. And we had such different upbringings. Mm-hmm. So your your background and your your childhood affects so much too. So I know that and deep down, I mean, we don't speak anymore, but he is deep down a good person. I, I would never I would never try to take that away from him. But also I I need to have space to 
to, to keep that relationship just, well, it's, it's not even, I can't even say keep it a healthy relationship. It's just, there is no relationship now because that's right. what's better for us. Keeping the boundaries that you yeah. can continue and move on with your journey and put that part aside and not let the history come into the present. Yeah. So when you're going, you're going through four years of marriage, right? It was a little under four years. Yeah, under four, yeah. Right, under four. How, so you're like, you're starting your life and you're in love. There's passion, there's excitement, there's hope. There's a lot of hope and dreams. And then you realize he's not on the same page with me. He's holding me back a little bit. And not because he's a bad human. He just doesn't have the tools. He's not prepared. It could be a million things. He's not a bad human. We're just different. How do you not get consumed with this pain of realizing that your hopes and dreams and and this yearning for his support is not there and continue moving? Because I know that if my husband doesn't support me, I'm depleted. I'm, like you said, an empty balloon. There's nothing that can keep me going if he's not cheering me on and supporting me. How did you do it through going through therapy and probably many talks into the night, sleepless night, crying moments, fear, and still focus on your journey? How does that work? Honestly, it's, it's, look at how much has changed now since the time that we broke up and how much I have grown. And I feel more alignment in myself and even strangers or people that, that know me or don't know me have commented on that. So it was, it was definitely hard personally. And, and yeah, like you said, there were lots of conversations, sleepless nights, lots of tears. And yeah, there were a lot of limiting beliefs and, and fears that like, if I'm going to make this work, maybe I have to sacrifice myself and, and, and is marriage and relationships about sacrifice and compromise and how much though? Like that was the big question and, and trying everything. Of course, we, I, I think that any relationship should give, give its all, um, therapy personally, my own personal development. Um, I think that your relationship will grow to the level that you do. And, but it does, I do also believe that it takes two. So there was a long time in my life where, where I felt held back in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And now to see how things have evolved since moving on solo, it was painful to do that. It was, it was what was needed. Did you have the fear of the cultural or the society, the societal stigma on divorce? Absolutely. I'm 29 years old. I'm supposed to be having babies right now. Right. <laughs> like that's, that's what, I mean, we were married for how long and, and people are asking, oh, when are babies coming? And right. know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they are not. And, wow. and I'm, and I don't know if I will, like, I, I do think that I will, I'll, I'll remarry, I'll find an amazing man and, um, and, and maybe have kids if that's, if that's in the cards. But, but it was definitely hard to, cause of course it, there were times where I was like, I can't openly talk about this yet. Um, it's, it's the open wounds. It's not a scar that I'm ready to reveal. And I was worried of people just thinking I was a failure or thinking I was broken or this girl doesn't have it together and there must mm. be something wrong with her that this marriage didn't work. And what changed that you didn't have that outlook of I'm not broken, I'm actually very strong, I'm going to move forward. What was that in your mind? Because you gave it your all, you tried, you really tried. It's not like you gave it up and said, okay, you're not on the journey with me, c'est la vie. Mm -hmm. You really put in the work and the time. What do you think was that uh, moment in your mind that you said, I am, that you're not going to listen to the noise in your head of what other people are going to say versus what you really need? Because I think yeah. so many times in life, we're stuck in the voices in our head and the fears versus the true voices of what we really need. How did you overcome that? I believe that I gave everything. And absolutely, there were people that did have comments and things to say of you didn't try hard enough and you gave up and you didn't do this and you need to do this. And I know in myself and I'm proud of everything that I did. And that's what I had to decide for myself. Am I going to, am I going to do my best, give it my best shot and then decide to move on for what's in my best interest? Or am I going to stay here to make hundreds of other people happy that they don't, they don't go to sleep in my brain at night. They don't mm -hmm. live my day to day. Right. Um, and so I had to take that chance and I had to, and it was for me, it was a personal decision. How am I going to go about this? Am I going to be a victim? No, mm -hmm. I chose this. These are, these are consequences of my actions. 
but also I can turn this into the best case scenario for me because this is this is a, a journey, this is a chapter closed, this is a new one opened. And I had to I had to decide, okay, when I go public with this, because my life is very public. Very. That was the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. And and especially when you announced it, how many people were on stage? Oh my God. Well, I mean, on at ClickFunnels when you were on stage, was it 3,000, 5,000? 5,000 so, people. And One on of top those, of that, like, there's yeah. the YouTube videos, there's the Facebook videos. Like right. I announced this publicly. And yeah. then I went on a, I had a cruise that I had a speaking engagement on with also ClickFunnels people. And that was my first time in public as a single woman, as Marley Jacks, it hit me hard. I was so glad to kind of have um, some transition, but really it was only three weeks from the time that I posted the video announcing it to the time that I hit the stage at Funnel Hacking Live. But what the most amazing thing was, was like, I stepped on that stage and the, I, I entered the stage to a standing ovation and they didn't stop. Yeah. I had to tell them to sit down and it just, it made me feel so loved. And I knew that it was because they knew my personal story. I wasn't just there to talk about marketing strategies. They knew that I was there to give my heart on top of the marketing strategies. Mm -hmm. It was just like a moment of redemption and perseverance. And it was like, it was just, it was the... And I, I also think about it this way that like, it's not a reward. This is encouragement to keep going. And you know, when I was watching that standing ovation, cause I was watching, I had chills and I was really, and I kept on thinking of Brene Brown saying, know who's in your arena, like notice who's there. That's courage of knowing who to send, who to block, block out and who to come into your surrounding. And you'll always have the noises, but who's sitting in your arena? And that 5,000 standing ovation was like, Wow, she got it. She really has the courage and that and I think it was a big move and a very smart move that you announced it before because you got the support and you were able to show up as you are with the fears and with the moments of of sadness because it was so fresh. You're still like there's a part of you that's mourning that loss of a husband. It would be so nice to have a husband cheering you on in the background. There's there's something of real sadness also, but you had five thousand people cheering you on and saying, You got this, you're doing it right. We're here for you and you will be able to continue. And I think it was I kept on thinking, Brene Brown, this is what she means. This is exactly what she means of courage. This is courage. And this is getting when when we release the shame, um, because courage and shame can't live together. And when you came out talking about it and there's no shame, that's where you stand strong. Um, it was it was so beautiful to see it in life. And I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm sure there was a lot of like mo hard moments beforehand. You even you even shared some of those hard moments of the balloon, you know, the balloon moment. <laughs> you want to share that story? Yeah. And there were, there were moments cause, uh, it was totally different than what I imagined it to be like, you right. know, when you visualize what that's right. going to be. And I imagined him there right. and I was very glad that he wasn't there, but there were still moments of like, you know, I visualize this and this is nothing what I visualize. Right. So blank slate. Um, and there were some, some messages happening while I was there that I had to, my friends took my phone, which were, which which was the best thing, the balloon, the balloon. <laughs> so for anyone listening, I documented all of Funnel Hacking Live, like the day, the day of my presentation, the prayers and the love that I got that morning, how I prepared for it. Um, the, the day before my presentation, how I was totally triggered and was, and had a few tears. There was a, they, every year they have these round tables where uh, speakers speak at the tables and, and anyone from Funnel Hacking Live can come and just like, ask questions and get to know them. And, and it's like two or three hours of just straight Q and a, like I, I answer questions and have conversations until I pretty much fall over or I'm escorted out, which two years in a row now I have been escorted out. So mm -hmm. I go until we're done, but, um, I walk into the, the ballroom where we're having these and there's whatever 30 tables for the speakers. And there's these tall balloons with all of the speakers names on them. And, uh, one of my, my friends and, and coaches, approaches me before I get to my table and she goes, Marley, I'm so sorry. Someone wasn't current and your name has, your balloon has your old name on it. And just immediately I'm like, Oh God. And I, <laughs> I started crying and uh, I was so glad my, my coach 
Mandy, who is just an amazing human being. But what was so amazing was how many people came to my rescue in that moment. And it might have been a little thing. It kind of, for me, I, I, I had a little bit of like, okay, it's not a big deal. It's just right, a name. Right. We'll, we can just like stretch it out with Sharpies or something. Uh, someone actually, this the name was, it was like a sticker. So they peeled it off very carefully. Um, so it was also so amazing that, that I had, you know, heroes come to my rescue in that moment. But yeah, it was a, it was a trigger yeah. the, the day, the moment before a whole, you know, hundreds of people came to hear me speak. And then the day before thousands of people came to hear me speak. Today's episode is sponsored by betterhelp.com. Are you looking for online therapy? Are you stuck at home like everyone else? High stress, high anxiety, worried about the future, trying to navigate everything, have a lot of worries, had a lot of emotional roller coaster rides up and down, just like me. Betterhelp.com is one phone call away, one Zoom call away, one text away. It's an online platform for therapy. It's so perfect for now, for coronavirus, for what people are going through now. We can reach out and get the perfect therapist that meets our needs. Don't wait. Check them out. See if you can find somebody. Don't struggle. They're so affordable. They are so affordable. You're sitting at home. Every therapist is working online now. Reach out and get help you need. If you are struggling, don't struggle in silence. I am so grateful that they are giving us 10% off the first month so you can get affordable access to therapy. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge, start your wellness, get help, get support you need. I think that story just highlights how important it is to put people in our surroundings when we're going through like good people that we know that got our back and and are going to be there for us when we are triggered out of control with something that seems maybe silly for someone, but they're like, it's irrelevant if it's silly or not. We got you. We understand. We're going to be there for you and we're going to support you. I think one of your biggest um, your biggest tools that you had in your toolkit to survive was that you surrounded yourself with really good supportive people that are there for you no matter what your decision is. And they're there for your good, not for your decision. I want to I go a little bit into that. How did you learn to surround yourself with good coaches and good mentors and good people? Because that's a skill and it's so important for life for any situation. And it's something that people should learn from very young. Yeah, that's so interesting because I, when you say that, I can think of people who, um, who don't want to hire coaches or mentors because they feel like they should do it by themselves. And I know where I felt that in my past where I felt, oh, I have to do it myself so that I can take all the credit for it. But, but that's so limiting because there's oh, these wow. people who are successful that they've done it, that they can, you can stand on the shoulders of giants and get there further and faster. I think for me, it was just like, even from a young age, when I was in school, I had, when I was in sports, I had coaches. When I, um, when I was, I used to do acting, I was in drama when I was in high school. So I had like, you know, coaches for the stage and stuff like that. So I always, I always knew the value of coaches and just mentors and good people. And I think I always looked for them. Like when I, if I didn't have a mentor, I felt exposed. I felt, um, insecure about, well, who's gonna, who can I lean on right now? And so it, that's so important for coaches and mentors, but also the people you have around you in your inner circle. And I have so many people around me. Like I have, I have this audience too of people that, that follow me on social media that, that I consider friends or that I get to know just from, you know, people who comment on things. But then I also have this like inner, inner circle of friends who know everything, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the dark and the deep. And, um, and it's, I can't imagine getting through anything without having that. Even like coronavirus going on right now, we're, we're on lockdown, we're in our homes and isolated, but right. thank God for the internet that we don't have to feel completely alone. Right. Do you feel that having your, your mentors, your support was one of the biggest things that got you through this hardship and didn't, didn't give you, didn't have you just give up anything and go into like a deep depression and say, I'm done. This is it. Oh, I easily could have done that. And to be, to be honest, like there, there were days where I had to, to be like, I'm staying in bed today. That's right. what my body needs. That's what my soul needs. We need to do this. Right. Um, and I think that's so important because I've also, 
experienced grief years ago with a, a family death where like I did not grieve in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And that only sets you back further. So this time I knew better to listen to my body and, and give myself what I needed. But I, I also leaned on those mentors to help me navigate this because I've never been through this before. Even Alex Sharfin, who is one of my just best, uh, he has changed my life so much. He just, he got on a call with me to just help me to validate and confirm my decision. Like, is this the right thing? Is this what I need? How do I move forward with this? Russell Brunson, uh, I talked to him about like, how do I publicly change my name? Not have this turn into like a confusing catastrophe. And still be you. And still yes. be you, right? Um, and then, yeah, just other coaches and therapists to help me. Here's another thing that was really interesting. I didn't. I had to ask my. And a lot of pe- a lot of people ask, "Are you okay?" And so many people asked it that I was like, "Am I?" Oh wow! I don't know. So I went to therapy to confirm if I was okay or not because I didn't know. And wow. a lot of people would say like, "How are you?" And I'm like, "I don't know how to answer that question." Right. Like I'm good, but like that's not. That's not the real answer, but I don't know what else to say. I'll, most of the time, I would just say like, I, like I, I'm confused. Like I don't know what answer to give you. I feel a little bit empty. I'm in this like self discovery. And then there were also people that were um, concerned that I wasn't grieving healthy because I was still moving on. Right. But like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stay in bed and cry forever? I, I, I'm grieving in in the way I know how. And right. I'm also a phase of self discovery. Right. Absolutely. I think grieving can be for a while, especially for a marriage. We grieve dreams that didn't happen. We grieve thoughts or grieve this connection. As you said, he's not a bad person. So you're grieving this husband that you lost in a way, but you're not grieving life because you're moving on in life and he's moving on hopefully in life. So there's like, you have to move on with grieving moments and and the moments can happen with triggering times or whatever. But if you really know what is necessary to stop, or right now I need a good conversation with a friend, or right now I need therapy, or right now I need a yoga mat, or right now I need a pajama day, or right now I need a vacation in Bahamas. Like, what do I need now in order to overcome it? And it, and grief is different for everyone. Loss is different for everyone. So we have to be so true to ourselves and really look in. And, it's, and I, I'm so in awe that you were able to say, I don't know how I'm feeling. I really don't know. Because Sometimes we really don't know. We're so confused. We're so confused. In a way, it could be a relief, but in a way, it could be such a loss. And it mm-hmm. could be together. It could be at the same time. And and it's confusing. It's really confusing. And it's so it's so nice that you had this support and also the clarity that you had that to say, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And I could show up like this on my YouTube and and share it. And it's going to be a moment that they will remember. And maybe I'll inspire others to look to see, are they getting to their goals? Is someone stopping them? Is there, maybe you'll, maybe you motivated people to go to therapy to figure out what was going on. Not, not actually getting divorced, maybe, maybe just to get therapy, maybe to look inside and say, oh, wow, if Marley did it, maybe I could also do this. Maybe I could also have what I dream and what I want and not have things stopping me along the way. And it could be not in only, not in marriage marriage relationships. It can be in so many different aspects in life. And we sometimes forget to check in with ourselves and say, okay, how am I really feeling now? Is something stopping me from my dreams? Am I achieving my goals? Why? What are my goals and the why behind them? And sometimes it changes and we need to be aware of it. Yeah. And I did get those messages from people saying, you stepping out and saying that and you taking this action and seeing how you're moving on is inspiring. And with whatever they're going through, I definitely heard from women in unhappy marriages. I heard from people that with other situations that had nothing to do with marriage, but could still resonate with my story. Mm-hmm. And to know that my vulnerability helped other people to feel strong or to give them permission to go through what they need to go through, that just that made it all worth it for me, um, even if it was painful. And it it was a lesson for me to always show the reality. Like we see too much Instagram filtered, you know, fake stuff on the internet. And the reality, the real is, is that's what's going to connect people. 
Yeah. What is your dream now that you went through this? Do you, besides social media, do you want to do something with supporting people that are going through life challenges? Is there something that you want to, is there a new path that you want to take? One of the things that got stronger in my content for sure is helping people tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that changed everything for me before I would share the strategies and the tactics and how to grow your business. And now I still share those things, but on the foundation of my story and who I am. And that makes people trust me and that builds the relationships. And that's more important to me than the money in the bank account. And, and it still fuels the money in the bank account. Right. But I, I help other people to build their stories and to understand their stories and how they help other people. And that's, I don't think that will ever go away. That's so important to me. And teaching people how to use their charisma to connect with people. That's nice. That something was born out of your pain and the pain wasn't something for for no reason. You know, the pain was going to help others share when when they share, they're helping somebody else. So it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're in coronavirus crisis now, very unknown, like a week ago was so different than today, right? Mm-hmm. Every day there's a different challenge, a different unknown. And the world is developing so much faster in the last month than in years. So taking your situation of the unknown, you were in a very unknown situation and fear of going forward or fear of of, of just living. What tips can you give the audience when living in fear of the unknown? How do you get through the day of anxiety, sadness, depression? What do we do in order to what put one foot in front of the other and not let fear hold us back from continuing? Well, the unknown can cause fear or it could cause anticipation. So there's, there's different ways you can look at it that I can go, I am afraid of what's ahead of me or like, I can't wait to see what's ahead of me. Mm. And there's, there's definitely the balance of that of like, you can go back and forth between that within seconds. I definitely had to, like we talked about before, listen to my body, give myself what I need. Um, and sometimes that was silence. And sometimes that was people. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's surrounding myself with uh, distractions and conversations, bubble baths, what a good food, but, and to, and to, I slept a lot. I needed to sleep. I think my body just needed just time for me to process and integrate and dream. And but then there was also like, okay, I'm gonna get out today and I'm gonna I'm gonna go visit my mom or I'm gonna I'm gonna do my dishes mm-hmm. and like the little things. And it sounds kind of silly, but like, what what am I gonna do? Stay in bed all day for right. for how long? And right. to, to remind myself that like I chose this. I am not a victim of my circumstances. So sometimes when I I get amazing messages from people. There was one recently where uh, this woman asked, how are you continuing on when your personal life is in turmoil? And I said, "It, it's not. Like that's that's the definition that you might be putting to it. And this is all loving. Like I, I right. know that she's coming from a place of like, that she's having her own struggles that she's relating with. And I said, I, I choose not to look at it like turmoil. I look at it that this is my decision and this is the path I have to walk now because of it. Um, but I know on the other end, and I've already seen along the way, how it is so much, so much brighter on this path. And, and I just have to keep going towards it. Beautiful. I I love that perspective. Like what's coming next? You can look at coronavirus and say, okay, what's coming next? Maybe an amazing outpour of love to the world and people will stop, will slow down, will be more present in what is really going on and be more aware of the gifts in life that are right in front of us every single day. The fact that we can go to the store, the fact that we can run outside, we can hop on a plane, all these things. The fact that our kids are in school, like, wow, our kids are going to school. Yay. Like Uh these things that we take so for granted will become a gift of life every single moment. And that is, that could be the, the, what will not the, what the tragedy will happen. What's the gift that will happen from this, the silver lining. Absolutely. I want to hear how you got to your new name, Jax. Because I know there's a story behind it. I love when people are not traditional in the way, okay, I'm going, I'm going to keep my old married name and go back to my maiden name. There's like, I love the reborn part. Like, I feel like you're, you're being reborn, the new you disconnecting from all the toxic old stuff. Yeah. So, So how is that? 
It was, it was interesting because I was with my mom a lot and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't, my maiden name is impossible to spell and pronounce and it's just, it's difficult. Um, and, and then I was trying to think of like other names that are important to my family, like my dad's middle name or my grandfather's name, like what could I use? And nothing was settling, like nothing felt right. And, um, so I'm with my mom and I'm like, mom, I, I just, I'm going through this rebirth. You named me once. I need you to name me again. And then I have this picture of this lion that I love. He's like, uh, I have this big painting of him in my house. I have, he's my phone background. I just love this lion. And it's funny because on my Instagram, whatever, I'm showing my house. And I'm like, people are like, what did you name your lion? And I'm like, you can't name him. It takes its power away. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know what to name him. There's no name that's like powerful enough. Yeah. And so I just said to my mom, I need my name to make me feel the way that this lion makes me feel. Like mom, just pick a name, whatever you pick, I'll go with it. Really? You trusted yeah. her so much? I trust her. <laughs> oh. And honestly, 30 seconds later, she goes, Jax. And I'm like, what? Where'd that come from? She's like, it just landed in my head. I wasn't even thinking of it. It just like showed up and we like spelled it out. We played with the signature and we were like, that's it. And you know, when you make a big decision and sometimes you want to get people's opinions on it, yeah. I didn't want anyone's opinion. It I was like, this is it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a double X. Double X. I love that. Power, story. power. Yeah. Wow. That, that's such a beautiful story. And I love the fact that you went to your mom and you had someone that you trusted that knew you from birth. Like she gave yeah. birth to you. She is a, you're a part of her. And it's, it's nice that you were able to go to her for support. Are you very close to your mom? Yeah. Honestly, like she knows everything and I talk to her every day. Unfortunately, we're, we're distanced because of quarantine. I haven't seen her in like two weeks, but like she lives five minutes away. Um, we talk all the time. They were very supportive. Yeah. All along. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's great. That's great. I want to ask you a few last questions, even though like I, I want to hear more of your courage. Do you have hope for new love and a new adventure and you're, and you are willing to to give up the old story to an, open a new chapter? And do you believe that you can have it? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, there was definitely a, a time where I didn't feel ready. And I don't think anyone should jump into any new relationships. And definitely in therapy, we talked about what what does the next healthy relationship look like? And who do I need to be to create that? It's not just mm-hmm. what does this person look like? And what does he need to be? It's who do I need to be? Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm working on that, Mm -hmm. but I know that I am loving and I'm affectionate and I have so much to give. And when that right person comes along, we will know it. And I know, and I, and he'll come. You still, you really believe so fresh. It's amazing that it's so fresh and you, you have that passion to, to love and be loved. And even though you were hurt, you're okay to take a risk again. And you believe that it's going to happen. And I love that. I so love that. In a way, it's like an, an entrepreneur's life. We fall, we rise. Yeah. But sometimes when we rise again, we rise much higher than we did. But it's because we fell and we learned the what not to do again, how to put the roadblocks in place, how to do all these things to make sure that the next journey in whatever we're doing will go will go well. So yeah, I, I love that. And I'm happy to hear that. My last question that I usually ask everybody is, what does hope mean to you? What does hope mean to me? Just the positivity and eagerness, excitement for the future, knowing that it's all going to work out, that everything is happening in your favor. And I believe it is. I know it is. It's like what I asked you before with the corona. Instead of having the fear of, you have the hope of the change. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like that. Where can people find you to follow your on YouTube, on Instagram? And, and give a, maybe give a one minute explanation of, of what you do to help yeah. entrepreneurs. Um, so YouTube and Instagram are both, uh, look up Marley Jacks, uh, on my Instagram. I try to be a stand up comedian on my stories. Uh, yesterday I was, I was rapping and playing the piano and, and talking while playing the piano. I'm trying to be entertaining during this coronavirus to 
entertain the people. So that's that's always fun. Join me there. And what I do is I help entrepreneurs to uh, to build their audience, scale their audience in ROI through video um, to share their story. That's going to help uh, you know sell their products and services and get visible online. And like I talked about before, I love helping entrepreneurs to discover and share their story. So video is your gig. Video is my gig. Building a YouTube channel that that can create omnipresent video assets that can sell your content for you on Evergreen. Do you have courses online? Yeah, I have a 21-day challenge that's so fun. And all of these entrepreneurs in it are like the most amazing, purpose-driven, inspired, impactful entrepreneurs. It's, it's so fun. And is it the technical part of it also? Like how do you, how do you record a video from your phone and or from a computer? And how do you prop and put the music, all that stuff also? Don't do as much of the like how to edit videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the challenge, we talk about like what's discovering your message, your offer, how to position a video to share your message and then sell the offer, um, how to how to distribute your content, how to repurpose your content so that you have content that's like having a salesman that sells your sells your product around the world, around the clock. On your vision board, and I'm sure you have one, what's in five years from now? Oh, big business, books, shows, people around the world who I'm able to impact and the happiest, most loving marriage and kids. I love it. I love it. I know that Alex is one of your mentors. He's phenomenal. I think one of the most powerful speeches I heard from him was about momentum. Mm -hmm. I love that speech. And whenever I feel depleted with anything that's going on, if it's just like lack of sleep or I go back, I have it in a folder and I watch his momentum speech because it's all about momentum that we tell ourselves stories in our mind that keep us from moving forward. And we have to play the right story in order to move forward and to be okay and to learn when to stop, but but to know that we have it inside us and we can really move forward even when we feel depleted, but it's okay to take the rest and it's okay to not feel okay, but to know that tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow we can feel better. Tomorrow the sun is coming up again. It might be gloomy today. Tomorrow the sun is coming up and to remember what we are like when we have the momentum, when mm-hmm. we have the cheerleaders, when we have the excitement, when we're on that stage, like we were on that stage, like remember that feeling and bring it when we're a little bit lower to rise us up. And I I wanted to end with that because Alex really like helped me out a lot with that momentum clip that he shared with the world. Is there anything that you would like to share as a tip for my audience that are struggling with mental health and sometimes are in bad relationships and they're not getting the support? What can you give them as a last tip? Take care of you, find your people, self-care, it's not selfish. It's necessary. And as cliche as it is, like you have to put on your own mask before anyone else's. And I see from my own story, and you can even see it by watching my videos and just following my content, how many people I've been able to impact since my big shakeup in my life. That was me putting on my mask um, and taking care of me so that I could then take care of others. My life would not be anywhere near where it is today if I didn't make that decision and move forward with it. Self-care, it comes before everything. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Marley. Thank you for sharing your story. And I, I can't wait to see you in five years worldwide on more stages book reviews and all that good stuff because I'm sure I'm sure you're like a, a chicken that was reborn and hatched and I was <laughs> going to be running around finding the new life with Marley so thank you very much and guys go check her out and if she's saying that she's doing funny YouTubes now definitely go check her out <laughs> thanks for joining me here bye till next time Thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear further episodes. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave feedback and ratings below. Let us know if there's any topic that you would like to hear from us in the future. Bye till next time.